Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. This is not what today is about, but there are too many guns on the street. We lose 93 million Americans a day to gun violence. What? 93 million people a day. Newsflash, bimbo. Listen to me, baby, that's all you gotta do. Like Joseph Goebbels. This is Goebbels. You are all Goebbels. You are inciting terrorists. The blood of Steve Scalise is on your hands. Goebbels would be proud. You are fake news. Very fake news. Hello and uh, welcome to the show. Man, I was going to talk about technical difficulties. My, my stream software is being a little finicky right now. We're getting some dropped frames. So in the chat, let us know if the, the picture, you know, the signal's dipping out. We may have to figure this out on the fly here. Sorry about that. But welcome to the show. Great show. Terrific show. Tremendous show. Of course, frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right. As always, by my wonderful co-host Rebecca Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Ooh, it's like it's like I got like Christmas lights going off because usually it's just a nice green indicator for the health of the stream, and it's it's going crazy. So keep an eye on the chat, and uh, maybe we'll just restart. We'll just do it over again if it's not. It's not <laughs> oh really? If it's not working, I just want to make sure people can hear and see. No one's saying all. anything in the chat. Chat, tell okay. me if things are jacked up. Okay, I think I think we're good. Looks like it's maybe stabilizing. Anyway, uh, no guests tonight, guys. Uh, our, our efforts to secure one went down in flames, unfortunately. Or, or my efforts to secure one didn't work out. But that is okay because there's no shortage of uh, dense topics to discuss tonight. So we will break down the shooting of uh, targeting congressmen and congressional staff this week in Arlington and much of the reaction to it, which caused a little bit of a disagreement between you and I in the Twitter DMs this week. Yeah, Matt and I got in like a two-hour-long fight about this the other day. (laughs) Well, everyone's pointing fingers every which way. And, um, And I think, as we've talked about it more, we probably agree more than maybe that exchange led us to believe well but, the thing about this i'm ju- i'm just so conflicted and, and i still am like i've been hashing it out you know with my boyfriend talking to other people and i just i, I can see both sides of the argument so i might say some contradictory things i don't know i'm still trying to figure out my position in this okay well so we'll go through who's blaming whom and who's right and who's wrong uh <laughs> regarding the shooter uh, and of course, this all culminates in the other big news that if you follow me on Twitter, and I think you've been talking about it too, but this Julius Caesar play, this, uh, now you're frozen for me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I swear the internet is going to work tonight. My God. So this all culminates in the, um, in the, the Shakespeare in the Park play in New York City. Julius Caesar, this Trumpified Caesar that's been controversial, people pressuring advertisers to, to pull away from it and all this sort of thing. A couple right. of 
conservative activists storm the stage on Friday night. And this has been an interesting wedge between people who say good taste of their own medicine, referring to those those damn lefties who are always shutting down everyone else's speech, and people who say, no, 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 well, let's not celebrate the silencing or disruption of other people's speech. So I know I will have a lot to say about that. We'll go through that. <coughs> um, plus, other big news. The Philando Castile case, the officer involved in that famous case last summer where the immediate aftermath of the police shooting was live-streamed on Facebook in Falcon Heights, Minnesota. That uh, that trial just finished up this week, uh, cleared of all charges, the officer is. So we'll talk about, uh, we'll revisit the facts of that case and then look at some of the reaction to it too. Plus, some good news to close. I don't know if you saw. Uh, potential justice for Turkish President Erdogan's thugs. I did. I saw. Thumbs up from me because that really Still not a word though from Trump. I still wish he would have made some kind of public statement about that. It seems very yeah. necessary, right? Yeah. He never did, close. right? Uh, I don't think Trump himself has said anything, but t- mm. Rex Tillerson has offered some commentary and the State Department seems on it. So, you know, close enough. People, people close to Trump are saying something. So we'll talk about that as well. It will be all this and more in your favorite hour of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. There's more of the show on the audio platforms, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you find your podcast, you can find us and extra bonus material you won't find on YouTube. It's also Father's Day Sunday. So uh, happy Father's Day out there to all the dads, including my dad. Hi, dad. I know he watches the show. (laughs) Who would have thought your son would grow up to have a modestly viewed internet talk show? (laughs) Really made it. (laughs) So proud. (laughs) Do you... do you have a, a shout out for Papa Blonde? Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Dad. He's my he's my biggest supporter. He's always like, you got this many subscribers this week. So proud of me. He's been so helpful on all this and did a pretty good job raising me. I think I turned out okay. So happy Father's Day, Dad. And I know he watches too. So Excellent. Uh, also, shout out to Jeff or Seth on Twitter at Scandal Sheet. Had a birthday on Friday. Asked for a happy birthday. There you go. Happy birthday. Thanks for supporting the show. And Mark Waz, also friend of the show, supporter of the show. Thank you as well. Um, I mentioned earlier that I was going to talk about software troubles. You may have noticed last week in our Lauren Southern show, we had a couple weird interruptions, and that's because my software froze, and I've tried to troubleshoot it to make sure that's not going to happen. So tonight we have that coupled with what is apparently an unstable internet connection. <laughs> but uh, just people be aware of that. Please do let us know if you see technical issues. We'll try to so- we'll try to solve them on the fly, and we appreciate your patience. One of these days, I'm going to walk down to that office down there where they apparently have fiber optic internet available in this neighborhood. And I'm going to say, do what you we'll got to do. That. Dig up my lawn, get me the lines I need and give me good internet. But today's <laughs> not the day. Oh, we do have, uh, it's, today is a good day for, um, for artwork though. Oh yeah. It's that. been a great week for fan art. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, last week we said, um, we were talking about Kurt Eichenwald's tentacle porn fiasco. God damn. Yeah. And we said something like, well, send us tasteful tentacle art if you want. And um, yeah, a lot of our look, it's, it's honestly a lot of it's too good, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah. we got a lot of tasteful and quality tentacle art. But but first, I want to share Juan Soto's art. You mentioned uh, remember last week I was Milo's fan, the free speech superhero. Mm-hmm. You are the mask of Keck. <laughs> so you you look like um, you've been reimagined as sort of a Jim Carrey mask figure. Oh boy! Again, look at them thighs. Damn. Yeah, 
Nicely augmented bust again as well. Thank you for giving me what I do not have. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's uh, that's Juan Soto. Thank you, Juan. Um, the tentacle art begins. This is from our guy Facepalm Reality. That's you uh, <laughs> under tentacle assault. <laughs> these are so rapey. I don't know how these got so rapey so There's fast. So many of them are so good too, though. This yeah. is um this is Chase Johnson. Uh, this is Blonde Fuhrer's comic, apparently. Will Matt survive his uncucking or uncucking? And you're holding me down under a tentacle assault here, and it's uh, very graphic. I've got some nicely augmented abs, I would say. There's some nice muscular abs. I appreciate okay. that. <laughs> so that one's way too good. That's Chase Johnson. We appreciate it. Uh, and then this one from uh, Joseph McCafferty. Yeah. This one, yeah, this one's spot on too. This is really well done. <laughs> This one, I, I got to say, this one's my favorite, even though I loved all of them, because I'm in the wedding dress that I that I tried on and put on Twitter. <laughs> well, yeah, you are in Face Palms artwork, too. Oh, I am. Yeah, you're in a wedding dress in that one, too. So timely. <laughs> oh, boy. Very nice. Okay. So I figured it probably makes sense to go through the facts of the shooting to establish the context for a lot of what we're going to talk about in terms of whose rhetoric is to blame for what's going on, because the shooting was the big news of the week this week. So, uh, I woke up, I, I, I woke up at, you know, seven mountain time. This happened about seven Eastern time. So I, I mm -hmm. was a little bit late to see it break, but I turned on the news and see this going on. I was kind of shocked. Apparently seven Eastern time Wednesday, the Republican con congressional baseball team is practicing in Alexandria, Virginia. There's a bunch of Republican lawmakers there, staffers, lobbyists, uh, various personnel. Uh, and James T. Hodgkinson, this guy, uh, this 66-year-old from Belleville, Illinois. It's a St. Louis suburb. Maybe you know Belleville. I don't. I do. Yeah, it's on, it's on the other side. Yeah, the other okay. side. <clears throat> so, so he approaches the field from the third base side, and he opens fire. It's reportedly with an SKS, World War II-era Russian semi-auto rifle i'm not the greatest Jesus. gun expert of all time but yeah it's a it's an old rifle an old semi-auto rifle of russian design uh and he reportedly had a handgun too though i don't know what handgun he had and it ends up being uh five people wounded including uh steve scalise who's probably mm -hmm. the, the big name to come out of this the representative from louisiana taking a bullet to the hip and then we have a tyson foods lobbyist matt mika who was shot in the chest Congressional staffer Zach Barth, he works for Roger Williams of Texas, and two Capitol Police officers, Crystal Griner, was shot in the ankle, and David Bailey, who I think just had minor wounds. I don't think he was actually shot, but I might be incorrect on that. Hodgkinson gets involved in a shootout with these Capitol Police officers and is wounded, and my understanding is he died at the hospital a few hours later, but he died oh. shortly <clears throat> after. And there's there's footage of the shooting. This is one of those instances where we actually have footage of kind of what the scene looked like. So let's. It is the look. weirdest. It's so weird. People yeah. aren't freaking out at all. They're, they're, is is the shooting happening? Yeah, and then we can kind of see. So this is this guy is kind of on the the first base side of the baseball field. It looks like, and you can hear the the rifle fire going off, yeah. and some questions being asked, and just kind of everyone laying down trying to hide in general chaos. Do we know where he's at? Do we know where he's at? Hey, is that guy okay out there? The guy, has that guy been shot, is he okay? Is anybody, talk, anybody talking to him? 
that was one hell of a way to start the fucking morning. <laughs> yeah, so to your point, it's kind of weird, like, is that guy okay? I think it's Steve Scalise, actually, who's out there laying down. Jeez. And uh, He must have shot, like, I must have heard 30, 30 shots. I think the estimate was something between 50 and 100 rounds discharged. And but, he, and he, no fatalities except for him. And he yeah, shot one guy in the hip and that was the worst injury. This is the most worthless shooter I've ever seen. Yeah. Not a great shot. Apparently. <laughs> now, so this is a diagram too, of kind of what, how the events unfolded and sort of where everyone was positioned. So James uh, Hodgkinson approaches from this third base side behind the dugout, opens fire, misses rep Trent Kelly at third base there, hits Steve Scalise, who was at second base. Scalise kind of you know, prone army crawls out to the outfield to try to seek safety. Rand Paul is out in the batting cage out near the outfield, takes cover behind a, uh, a tree. The Capitol Police are stationed kind of behind uh, the first base side here, and they move around behind home plate, pin him down. Apparently he's shot there. And the other key uh, fact about this case is this guy had a list on him. His body had a list of Republican lawmakers were listed here. In federal law enforcement officials tell Fox News tonight that the suspect, 66-year-old James Hodgkinson, had a list of names, and we have confirmed at least six names were on the list. And based on our reporting, the lawmakers are all associated with the conservative House Freedom Caucus. The handwritten list also included the congressional office room numbers on Capitol Hill. The list includes... Scott Desjardins of Tennessee, Trent Franks of Arizona, Jeff Duncan of South Carolina, Jim Jordan of Ohio, Mo Brooks of Alabama, and Morgan Griffith of Virginia. Fox News understands that the Capitol Hill police had reached out independently to all of the offices on the list. Tonight, the offices are not commenting for our reporting. So, seems like he had some... uh some malicious intent beyond what <laughs> was going on yeah. there. They have the names and the office numbers. Looks like it. Last key fact about Mr. Hodgkinson, he was a Bernie Sanders campaign volunteer for the presidential campaign. His social media is filled with pro-Bernie, progressive politics type stuff, Trump hate type stuff. And, um, and Bernie was quick to respond on the Senate floor disavowing. Madam President, Hodgkinson. I have just been informed that the alleged shooter at the Republican baseball practice this morning is someone who apparently volunteered on my presidential campaign. I am sickened by this despicable act and let me be as clear as I can be. Violence of any kind is unacceptable in our society and I condemn this action in the strongest possible terms. Real change can only come about through nonviolent action and anything else runs counter to our most deeply held American values. Okay. So that's all the oh facts boy. of the shooting. <clears throat> and before we get into the reaction to it and who's at fault, which I think is going to be some meat here. One, uh, if we catch up on Super Chat, if we have any to acknowledge. And two, I just want to double check and make sure everything's good tech-wise because my stuff does not look good right now. So uh, if people no, are... It's actually looking great on my end and nobody's saying anything in the chat. Okay, so. we'll, we'll keep going. Some freezes, I'll... some skips, but not too bad according to the live chat. Everything looks Okay, because yeah, it, it usually does not look like this on my end. But as long as it's bearable, I won't refresh it. But if I have to refresh it, we will. We good on Super Chat. Uh, we got a bunch. Uh, do you want me to name sure. them out now? Yeah. Um, Malcolm from the North, $10. 93 million Kekistani die a day due to normie oppression. It's a genocide. 
Not Hold even on, I don't want to spoil the comedy because that's upcoming. <laughs> I love that clip. We must be heard. Um, Austin Kane, $5. Hoovian, your favorite army medic. Guess who's retiring from the army this week? Now oh, I get to be uh, vocal. All I want to about politics. Can't wait. Congratulations, nice. Austin. Congratulations. Thank Thanks for serving. Thank you for serving. Um, James Harrison, $5. Are companies, cities guilty of virtue signaling for gay pride? Thought Thoughts. Um, Actually, my boyfriend and I talk about this all the time, but like the the bar studio that I go to and like all of my cafes, everyone in my neighborhood has a gay pride flag. I'm like, why is this necessary? I just want to work out. <laughs> and so I'm going to say yes to that. <laughs> sure. It's not very common now. here. Um, well, yeah, I don't, because... I, don't, I don't see it very often, but we did have a pride parade in uh, Billings, Montana's biggest city this week. I, I don't know. I'm kind of annoyed by how omnipresent it is like i get it i'm someone who believes in legal equality okay like i, I don't oppose it at all i also don't need it thrown in my face every step i, I get it i mean yeah. when was the last time that you heard an like an american say that they don't believe in equality for gay people under the law yeah it's a less common opinion it still exists i have it, i have never heard anybody that's not muslim say that before <laughs> important qualifier okay let's let's keep going <laughs> yoda economics ten dollars happy father's day to my dad who was an lapd officer for 32 years raised four kids on his own and at age 70 pays child support for a kid that is not his hot damn all mm. the reason everyone needs to see the red pill and thank him for his service and happy father's day to him and thank you for the donation yoda um we have go army 73 ten dollars the amount of people saying the gop shooting was karma and deserved really made me sad. How can you have so little empathy for someone purely based on political differences? Yeah. And we will hash that out. Yeah, Joy Reid had some weird things to say about that. And I want to mention that in a little bit. Um, last one, Richard Pierce, $2. I believe diversity is an old, old wooden ship. Thank you for that. Hmm. Uh, and that's everybody. Uh, no, I don't know the metaphor necessarily, but I have to think about that one. Okay, so as I mentioned, this turns into a big blame game, right? Who Whose fault is it? Whose fault is the shooting? Who is the one who put James Hodgkinson up to the horrible thing that he did? Uh, and of course, the, one of the big immediate reactions is it's not about what he was thinking. It's about the tool that he had to uh, do what he did. So this is Governor Terry McAuliffe Governor of Virginia offering what is honestly my favorite clip of the week saying, look, this wouldn't happen if guns weren't so easily available. We lose a spoiler, a lot of Americans a day to gun violence. How many do we lose? Let's listen. Do you think anything more needs to do to protect politicians? Well, let me say this. I think we need to do more to protect all of our citizens. I have long advocated. Uh, this is not what today is about, but there are too many guns on the street. We lose 93 million Americans a day to gun violence. I mean, I've long talked about this. Background checks, shutting down gun show loopholes. You know, that's not for today's discussion, but it's not just about politicians. We, we lose two Californias a day to gun violence. Now, yeah. what's interesting is I, 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 people misspeak. They say things that, while they're thinking about mean? other things. Well, he says it again. This is interesting. He does get it right the third time, but he says it again when asked to clarify. I worry about this every day for all of our citizens. But this, obviously, with 93 million people a day, it's just something. Um, sure, just checking. 93 million is a big number. Did you mean to say 93 million? That's a big number. Are you sure about 93 million, 93 individuals a day. 93 a day. There we go. Yikes. Now, I yeah, don't really, know if, the entire population of the United States be wiped out in three and a half days. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know the accuracy of that. My worry on that, too, is a lot of times these figures include lawful killings and suicides, which obviously should not be included. 
Do they most, really? Yeah, that's one thing you got to watch out for in gun violence statistics. That's not to say that we shouldn't try to reduce gun violence. Nobody likes unjust gun violence, but oftentimes it's inflated with statistics that shouldn't be, that don't belong in the figures. Yeah, okay. and the shooter is from Illinois, which is a leftist gun restricted state. Yeah, and I don't know what Virginia's laws are, and I don't know honestly. I should have done the research before the show. I don't know what the how he what the terms of his acquisition of the weapon was either. I don't know if that was legal. I don't know if it wasn't. All that stuff. I, I don't. I don't really much care to be honest yeah. about that. I don't look at this problem. I don't look at this and think, oh, it's a gun law problem. Nah, not really. We'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe the chat can tell us some more about the the legalities around the firearm that he had. In any case, um, of course, this was weird. So I, I was wondering on Twitter, how long till someone blames Trump? How long till someone blames Trump for this? Mark Sanford, the, the South Carolina Republican of fleeing to Argentina for his mistress while lying and saying he was on the Appalachian Trail fame. Remember what? that guy? No. <laughs> he used to be the governor. And he made up this weird lie about being on the Appalachian Trail, but he actually fled to South America to be with his mistress, like t- deceiving oh. his wife. He's he's got what a, a weird backstory. I might be mixing up a few details, but he's got a weird backstory. People can confirm for me. Now he does qualify his language importantly, but he still blames Trump partially, and he also blames Trump for going to the nursing home and the old people saying "fuck you" to each other at the nursing home. <laughs> That the president has unleashed is partially, again, not in any way totally, but partially to blame for demons that have been unleashed, whether it's what I saw at a senior center back home and people saying F you and F you and F you to each other at a senior center, retirement center, where they're going to see each other playing croquet the next day, uh, or with what happened, again, not with what happened yesterday, mm-hmm. but, 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 but the fact that, you know, you've got the top guy saying, well, I wish I could hit you in the face. And if not, why don't you and I'll pay your legal fees? That's bizarre. We ought to call it as such. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. <laughs> what? I, I Did you think... hear the person uh, interviewing laugh like nervously no, in the middle I didn't. of that? Yeah. No, I didn't. Should I go back and find it? or just? Uh, yeah. It's fine. They were just like, what is this guy talking about? I'm going <laughs> to laugh nervously and hopefully we can pivot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. You know, blame going all around, and I, I'm frustrated with both of those. I don't think the gun is to blame. I don't think Trump is to blame. I think probably a particular individual loon is to blame more than anyone. The guy who did the shooting and is probably, I don't know if he's clinically crazy, but something's not right. Now, there has been a big trend from conservatives or on the right to blame mainstream media, democratic rhetoric generally. And so what inspired kind of a debate between you and I this week was this meme that was circulating Twitter Mm -hmm. that says this shooting brought to you by CNN, MSNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC. And to me, this is way too broad, not nearly specific enough, just kind of to me. I look at this and I think this shooting brought to you by, you know, Grand Theft Auto, Call of Duty, violent Mm -hmm. movies. I'm not... I need to see some sort of specific example of incitement or direction or I'm not blind to a lot of the argument that I gave you earlier about this was that leftist media is not going to be um, outright with their intentions. And this isn't really the nature of propaganda, at least not initially. You know, they never start with like you need to commit violence against this group of people. So so the debate that we got into is, you know, uh, is propaganda. Is there anything wrong with it? up until the point where you are directly 
instructing people to commit violent acts against a group of people. Matt's in the no camp, and I think it's kind of a moral gray area. Yeah, and I, I just, well, I, I wanted to frame this up too because I, I was thinking about it and I was driving around and coincidentally, I have the radio on and Laura Ingram's show is on and she's ho- hosting yeah. this former U.S. attorney. His name's Do- Joe DeGeneva. And he kind of articulates this exact same perspective. And to me, to me, it's basically nonsense. But perhaps we can find the sense in it because, again, to me, this sounds like uh, somebody blaming violent media for a violent act unless i can be shown he doesn't really give too many examples he references i had to cut it out he doesn't give any examples well no that's not fair because i had to cut it down for time and he did reference kathy griffin um which to me is not incitement it's just poorly done art and And she's not in the media anyway and well she was on cnn she was kind of cnn uh no she was contracted to do a show once a year she's not media and he also referenced Fareed Zakaria for praising the Trump Caesar play, which we'll talk about later. Those were his references. And then he condemned the rest of CNN for not calling Fareed Zakaria out. But this is what he had to say on her show. And stop me at any time if you want to. Us now, Joe DeGeneva. Joe, it's great to talk to you uh, 24 hours plus after this horrific shooting. Well, let's be very blunt about this. Congressmen were shot. Capitol Hill policemen were shot. Capitol Hill staffers were shot because of the outrageous rhetoric of the Democratic Party and the leftists. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, the members of the Democratic left have invited violence through their rhetoric. They are directly responsible for the shooting. And that's what gets me. When, when you right, put directly up, responsible. Directly responsible, and that's what that meme implies too. This was brought to you by. That's, that's too much too far for me, but he, he goes on. Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, have blood on their hands. Rachel Maddow, the worst of the bunch. Every one of these people has blood on their hands. They hate Trump. They want him dead. Make no mistake about it. These That's true. People... That's true. Yeah, but you gotta, well, I guess you have to read a lot of subtext. I'm not, I can't pretend to read people's thoughts. I don't know if they'd I mean, be happy. Maybe I'm they would. I'm sure they would be happy. I'm sure they would. And, and a lot of, I mean, like, look at Keith Oberman. Fair. There are, but yeah, I mean, and, and, and we'll get into some, I, I tried to dig up some of these examples too, that I think maybe support this point too. I'm not going to dismiss it outright. Keith Olbermann, to my knowledge, hasn't really advocated violence, but has advocated treasonous things, certainly Yeah. that are questionable. Anyway, he, he goes on. Want the president dead. The sick Dems in Washington need to be held accountable. Well, I, I, I completely share your passion and, and views oh, on this, Joe. On, what happened yesterday was not an accident. It is a direct result of the incitement to violence by leadership. This guy's a lawyer, too. I mean, he knows what incitement to violence is, and I don't know what he's talking about. I need to know who he thinks. Well, I guess he's named them. But the congressional Democrats, again, as loathsome as they may be, and I'm with you on that part. I think they're biased. I think they're unfair. I think they say things that are way outside the bounds of accuracy and truth and reality. But incitement to violence is a very specific claim to make. Uh, that's true. That's specific language. Um, but, you know, we, we can't be intellectually dishonest and act like like this isn't not the MO, but, but like there's an underlying hate of Trump that's so justified because they think that he is a horrible person that's going to take away our basic human rights. Sure. And I'm, I'm open to the idea that there has been so much delegitimization of him and Republicans as people that 
maybe that lends itself to people being more open to violent acts against them. Lends which we itself, hear... though. That's the operative. Yeah. Lends itself. He's saying directly responsible. Nobody can make that claim. Sure. And we'll we'll hear it from Joy Reid. Joy Reid has some weird things to say, kind of implying that Steve Scalise sort of deserved what happened to him. I, I don't think these people are completely insane. I just think that their language is not nearly precise enough to, for, for my taste. And I, I don't know that it's helpful either, but... Anyway, just a little bit more of the Democratic Party. There is a direct link between the political rhetoric of Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, everybody up there on Capitol Hill in the Democratic Party, Maxine Waters, every one of them. And then when you look at what CNN and MSNBC and NBC and CBS and ABC and their reporters and their commentators have done verbally to traduce and besmirch the president of the United States to threaten his family, his children. His Not clear what he means there either. Like who at who at these networks threatened his children and family? Maybe uh, he's referring to the tweets about baron trump being some kind of little murderer or something like that, oh, Is that yeah i guess maybe kathy griffin that's could not be really a, a, the punching bag on that uh, one too maybe but once again <laughs> she's not in the media so that's kind of irrelevant yeah his wife him with the kind of violence that is absolutely inherent mm -hmm. in every type of criticism that has been hurled at him they are responsible for the shootings that happened yesterday <sighs> now Again, in the interest of being as generous with uh, with what he's saying as possible and not just dismissing it as total nonsense, tried to look at some of the reactions to the Scalise shooting. Again, these can't be looked at as causal because they're reactions to it, but right. they might be part of this atmosphere that he's describing, which is this sort of delegitimization, pro-violence outlook from the left. And there's two examples in reaction to the Scalise shooting that I think are particularly noteworthy that... You know, they don't make me Team Laura and Team Joe DeGeneva, but they make me somewhat understand understanding of where they're coming from, of course. So the first is Joy Reid, this bizarre tweet. Did you see this when this I was posting about this on Twitter? Uh, I don't think so. So she, she tweets, Rep Scalise was shot by a white man with a violent background and saved by a black lesbian police officer, and yet... Here's his voting record. Um, he co-sponsored a bill to amend the Constitution, define marriage as a man between, uh, or define marriage as, a, as between a man and a woman. He voted for the Obamacare repeal. And then they said this, I tried to look at this up to figure out what they mean. He co-sponsored a bill to repeal the ban on semi-automatic weapons, but wow. that there is no ban on semi-automatic weapons. That's virtually all firearms with the exception of bolt-action rifles, shotguns. So I, I don't know what they mean when they... Guns are bad, and Steve Scalise likes them. That's basically what MSNBC yeah. is saying. Yeah, so we saying. had it coming, yeah. So you see the tweet, and you're like, are you kind of implying that he deserved this or that his voting record somehow invited this to happen to him and that he should reevaluate his positions because a black lesbian saved him? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what she's saying. Tweets are kind of bullshit, so I try not to read into them too much, but she goes on her show on Saturday morning and confirms this is exactly her outlook. 
And a lot of people, at least in my Twitter timeline, um, and it's it's a delicate thing because, you know, obviously everybody is wishing the congressman well and hoping that he sure, recovers. Sure. Um, but Steve Scalise has a history that it's we've all been forced to sort of ignore um, on race. Um, he did come to leadership after some controversy over attending uh, a white nationalist event, um, which he says he didn't know what it was. Um, he also co-sponsored a bill to amend the Constitution to define marriages between a man and a woman. He voted for the House health care bill, which, as you said, would gut health care for millions of people, including three million children, and he co-sponsored a bill to repeal the ban on semi-automatic weapons. Um, because he is in jeopardy and everyone is pulling for him, are we required in a moral sense to put that aside at the moment? Ah! What we're required to say is we hope that when we hope he... Did you have thoughts on that? That is disgusting. I know this isn't causal, but you can't tell me that this isn't evidence of a violent political climate. I mean, she's totally oh, yeah. absolving him. I mean, not and totally, to, and but to be clear, to some degree, she's absolving him because of his because of his voting record. Who gives a shit? Irrelevant. To be clear, I am not going to live in a world where there aren't too many people on the left who are at bare minimum comfortable with violence. You know, I look at, at Antifa, obviously, and what happens when people try to go to Berkeley and speak and people like Yvette Falarka right. and Bam, who absolutely deserve blame. People who yeah, are clearly yeah. inviting and participating in violence. Mm -hmm. I just don't like so. I'm not saying it's out of left field. It's completely nonsense. I just would like a little bit more precision in the accusations because I, I but just I mean, don't... OK, but look at what this is going to tell the general population that watches this. If you uh, seek out and shoot somebody because you disagree with them politically, you are going to be more or less absolved by the media. Yeah, I mean, I have a again, you're right. This can't speak to the causal claim, but right. I have a, I do have a big problem with this segment. The idea that, well, let's OK, let's take the shooting in the context of his voting record. How is that relevant? It's not. The, the guy got shot. I don't care but what he voted for. it's relevant to the left. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. And that is causal. Ah, uh, well, I don't know. Can I say that like Joy Reid caused Hodgkinson? I'm not saying that either. Yeah. I'm talking about the media as a whole, leftist media as a whole. Uh, yeah, well, I can agree at least with the sentiment that this is moral degeneracy. What's going okay, on okay, on this okay, screen right. right now? I can agree with that. Covers, and then when he covers, there's a renewed mindset. If a lesbian person saved your life, you can't, you should not go forward. You know, being homophobic you shouldn't be in any way. If you almost died, but you, your life was saved because you got health care, then you should apply that ethic and want everybody else the same health, same health care you have. What the fuck? These blubbering idiots what are they even talking about as though steve scalise doesn't want you to have health care too now they just have a different vision for how it would be best delivered that steve scalise doesn't want people dying and not getting health care he just has a different philosophical outlook for how that would be achieved oh boy so yeah i mean i can grant that you delegitimize the person you can make violence more except i can go that far i yes. can go that far so the common ground. And actually you and I pretty much agree on that then. Um, so yeah. I guess there's not as much controversy as I thought between you and I, <laughs> you know, I don't want to go, I don't want to go full Laura Ingram, but, um, but I can't say that it's plainly insane either. Well, I mean, the, the cognitive dissonance comes in for me because some of these are arguments that are used against me and I dispel them. People are like, you're dog whistling to the all yeah. right. Uh, you've influenced people with your videos. And, and I'm always like, no, this person's responsible for their own behavior. And so are we on the right? Are we going to have objective moral standards or are we going to apply the ethics of the left to fight the culture war because the ends justify the means? Are we the type of people that believe that the ends justify the means? I don't think so. I don't think yeah. so. 
And I agree. I mean, I was thinking about this too. As someone who is very critical of Islam, the ideology, Islam, the religion, I don't want to be blamed if someone were to go kill a, a Muslim person, nor would I advocate right. that. And right. so I, I share that resistance to that because I don't like that precedent of, oh, well, you that, criticize the idea. So so you inspired the violence. No. Um, that, that being said, indoctrination and nonviolent indoctrination exists. And we um, talk about it within uh, within Islam all the time. We're like, this person was radicalized by ISIS, even though ISIS had really nothing to do directly with it. And the person sure. was just consuming ISIS propaganda. Now, there but, is an element of violence, outright violence there that is largely absent from the media. Um, but we can't act like influence doesn't com doesn't compel people to commit crimes. Like that's not really a factor at all. It is. The other example I had that I would be dishonest not to mention that people are talking about is this. I don't think he's very influential. I've never heard of this guy, but it's still worthy of a mention. You see this story in the in the notes about this New Jersey Democratic strategist who launches this hashtag hunt Republicans and hashtag hunt Republican congressman. Oh, yikes. Uh, on Twitter. Yikes. Now, if I'm trying to be if I'm trying to be generous with him, I've looked at his timeline and it seems like maybe he's doing this as some sort of a response to he references Sarah Palin, for example. Remember, Sarah Palin famously had congressional districts targeted, one of which was Gabby Giffords. Gabby Giffords was shot by Jared Loeffner back in 2012 or whenever this was, and people blamed Sarah Palin. Now, again, as an example of I don't like blaming people for things that they didn't incite. I don't blame Sarah Palin for right. Gabby Giffords getting shot. Is this guy parodying? Is he... Uh, I don't know. I mean, he won't apologize for it. And he says, you know, we're in a war with selfish, foolish and narcissistic rich people. Um, why is it a shock when things turn violent, hunt Republican congressmen? Uh, he says, I refuse. I don't I won't. Uh, I won't apologize uh, or cave to political correctness, that sort of thing. Uh, it's <laughs> is this guy responsible for violence? He probably crosses a line. I mean, it, he's not. His plan isn't specific, but he's still endorsing violence. He's still saying, yeah, right. you should go out and commit violence against Republicans. That okay, crosses so what's the next step, though? I mean, what can be done about that? What Nothing would I should be done about that is the thing. That's really where we run to a problem here. Unless it meets the legal definition of incitement. So you need to be right. you need to have a, a plan that's likely to occur Im imminently or immediately and um and the intent to have it happen needs to be there too that's pretty strict so you know it's if, for me to say hey you know wouldn't it be great if congressional republicans died that's protected speech legally if i were to go and say hey uh, i don't like republican congressmen and i have a plan would you like to meet me at the arms depot right, at 8 right. p.m and then drive down there and shoot them and also i know the guns are there so this is very realistic i have a key meet me there that can be punished. That's true. I mean, I guess the example I was thinking about, um, like, let's say that you, this is even really theoretical, but um, we're constantly telling black people they're disenfranchised and that white people are responsible for that. Somebody internalizes that and then kills a bunch of white people. Um, I mean, from a moral perspective, I'm not even talking about from a legal perspective. And this is where we got into our little, yeah. <laughs> our little fight. Morally, just completely morally, are are they somewhat responsible? Do they share some of the culpability? Um, I have to say yes for creating this climate of violence. But that is also the argument that's used against Trump with Muslims. And so I'm, I'm exactly. in a real bind here. Yeah, I, I would say that you're only morally responsible for what you intend to have happen. You know, mm -hmm. what you advocate. 
uh, what you are, again, are you, you morally have, no no are you morally responsible for what you advocate yeah if I say go kill yeah then there, uh, there's no a, no a, th no not instructional just advocation that I generally I would like them to die yeah Do I can that's about it that like particular what I said about Yvette Flarka today what did you say about her I don't remember I said something about how you know I hope she dies some kind of fiery death or something like that now if I would have said that on my channel somebody burned her to death would I be morally culpable in some degree if I knew uh, they consumed if I knew they consumed my content? That's about right on the line. That that's about as close to the line or towing the line as you can get because that's just towing the line of incitement. You're not telling someone to do it. You're just saying you enjoy it if they would. No, it's not. Uh, it's not towing the line of incitement at all. There's there's no methodology that. Well, there is a methodology, but there's no like plan of action. Um, I'm not. You're just to saying you would enjoy. I'm just saying spectating. That I want, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> And then one uh, of my biggest fans is like, wow, I really want to, you know, I want to do something for blonde and then lights her ablaze. Yeah. But I still, uh, well, is there some moral culpability in that scenario? Maybe, but yeah. I also think that's a pretty extreme scenario. We don't hear that very often either of, I would like to watch this person die. And if someone did it, that would be a okay. It's well, I didn't not, say if someone did it, I just said, I hope she dies or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how many, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's sticky, isn't it? Yeah, because I can see where you're coming from. But at the end of the day, I don't like the precedent that it sets for people like us who say things and criticize ideas. Um, because I don't think I don't ever want the criticism of ideas to be conflated with the advocacy of violence. And that's the precedent exactly. I'm worried about setting. So I try to stay clear of that and be more on the like the pro speech side, I suppose, and avoid moral condemnation of people's speech that does not advocate immoral activity. Mm, okay. Okay. Hmm. Fine, we're, we're, we're pretty close. We we are kind of splitting hairs here, I think. I don't know All that right. we're too far apart. But uh <laughs> I'll be interested to see where you stand on the Caesar play stuff, which is coming up next, because boy did this get my jimmies rustled i don't like it at all people are probably gonna be mad at me for my opinion and i think you might be a little bit conflicted on it too but before we get into that i want to make sure we catch up on super chat and make sure that the viewing experience is still up to par i hope that uh, yeah nobody said anything about it in a really okay. long time although everybody's calling you a cuck <laughs> yeah of course i can't be wait i can't wait to be called a cuck for defending <laughs> the rights of people to speak against people who are triggered by a play. I can't wait. Oh, to people on Twitter were like, you let Matt uh, make you a cuck. I'm like, yeah, that's clearly what happened. <laughs> well, it's, it's bound to look, you've tried to pull the pendulum that far and you've done a great job. I'm bound to pull it back a little bit. So let the re-cuckening commence. <laughs> the uncuckening is going to pause today. Sorry, people. All right, let me get to these super chats. Um, Steven Suarez, $10. Thank you very much. If we have a second amendment or um, a second American civil war, what will the groups be? Republicans versus Democrats, makers versus takers, colored versus whites, illegals versus citizens. Jesus, oh that is some heavy shit, Steven. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that on Wednesday. That's a great I, I, I really think it's going to, we could save that one for Wednesday if you want to throw it in the notes. I think it's, um, I think it's I value based okay you, proposition. Uh, yeah. We went to give that the proper answer. We might have to do it then, but I really do think it comes down to like essentially the bill of rights, bill of rights or nah, that's going to be my civil war. You like those or, do, or don't you? The, the rights. And I bet, I bet Americans would be with you for the most part. Um, so we'll talk about that on Wednesday. Constantine, the mediocre $5. The funniest thing about the play on both sides is that the point of the original play was to show that the assassination was a bad idea. We did discuss that before the show and we'll get into that in a second. That's true. Um, 
they uh, descended to chaos after Caesar's assassination. Um, character holding $20. Thank you very much. I agree. Fuck you. Take my money. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Stan. I find I any politician so. calling others selfish, foolish, narcissistic, rich people blatantly lack self-awareness. Agreed. To quote blonde, blubbering idiot. Well, he is a strategist. He's not a, a politician. Oh, not, that's, I don't such know if that's a bullshit title. That's exactly. such a cock thing to say. <laughs> Dangerous faces, yeah. $5. People are calling Trump Hitler and anybody even defending, not even actively supporting him, Nazis. How else is this going to end? I think it's a little simplistic, but... um. There, there are consequences to marginalizing a public figure in the way yeah. that he has been. I mean, and I got to be honest about that. The tactic of so-and-so is a Nazi. And by the way, it's very okay to, in fact, encourage to punch Nazis. We've established that precedent. So I, I can't. Uh, and Jason Fry just said something really interesting. He gave us $2 and he said, what if a Nazi saves you? Because that guy was like, if a lesbian person <laughs> saves you, you should no longer be a homophobe. Yeah, what, what if, if Richard saves Spencer you? saved saved Steve Scalise? Or stay, yeah. so let's say it was Nancy Pelosi, who was Nancy Pelosi wouldn't play baseball, of course. How about uh, I don't know, whatever. Let's say Nancy Pelosi did, and and um, and Richard Spencer saved him, saved her. Then yeah, that's a very interesting scenario for Joy Reid. Nazis are good people. I mean, by that logic, that's a good point, Jay Fry. Well, um, and you have to give them lots and lots of publicly accommodated services and, frankly, oh, yeah. money. You just have to write them checks from Congress and the IRS. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. You saved a person. <laughs> exactly. Uh, DKJ Spec five dollars. The SKS is a reliable and accurate little rifle of peace. That twunt is just a dunderhead. Skull Vikings. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, in the manner of the Grover, $5. Blonde, don't paint Illinois with Chicago's leftism. Sincerely, the rest of Illinois. I apologize, but your state is a leftist hellhole. Sorry. Sorry. Well, and don't they have really restrictive statewide gun laws? It's not just they Chicago, do. correct? Yeah. I, I, I I'm think, just shooting I think from so. the hip We might here. be fake news. I'm, I'm, I'm not shooting with the accuracy of uh, James Hodgkinson. <laughs> I might not be right, but I might hit a hip in the process. <laughs> Sorry, Steve Scalise. I apologize. Oh, boy. Character yeah. holding $10. First, I want to say thank you, Dad, for screwing my mom and making me. Let <laughs> A second, let's not become the monsters we are trying to fight. And that's what we're about to discuss. Yes. Thank you, character holding. Uh, Joshua D. Mal uh, Marshall, $5. I'll have to agree with Matt on the matter of the shooting. We need more details about causation. That is true. Party time, $1,002. Thank you for that. Liberative. Doing Father's Day stuff. We'll have to catch this show on the replay. Take some money and have a great night. Thank you so oh, much. And then the last one, Biggest Day. Mikey, friend of the show. Um, here, found this dollar bill on the ground. Love you guys. Thank you, Biggest <laughs> Mikey. Now we're all Thanks, cut Mikey. up. Yeah, hopefully we'll have uh, we'll have Mikey back at some point. I like Mikey. And I like his show, Biggest Mikey Podcast. Find it on YouTube, SoundCloud, wherever. Wherever you listen to or watch us, you can find him too. Okay, so all of this finger pointing. Who's who's at fault for James T. Hodgkinson? Now, this was, of course, this play, this Caesar play was controversial before Hodgkinson. But I think Hodgkinson was the catalyst to really making it as big of a controversy as it is now. So right. the play Julius Caesar, as I understand it, has been reimagined or just kind of adapted and to include the president or a Trump-like figure as Julius Caesar, who, of course, is assassinated in the middle mm -hmm. of the play. My understanding is this, I don't know if it's this specific production or not, but there's a history of this play being redone with presidential lookalikes over time. It was done with Obama. It was done with um, all kinds of, of presidents dating back a long time and apparently hasn't been super controversial, but it's been controversial in the Trump era. There were pressure to pull the advertisers out. It, it was done. This is the um, Shakespeare in the Park in New York City, 
I think it's worth mentioning that this was funded by Time Warner, which is CNN's parent company. I think that's relevant. Do do we know if they funded it previously? I would like to know that. Uh, I do not know. Okay. All right. All those damn CNN terrorists. Uh, so they, so they, they have their, their play on Friday night and it gets to the, are, what's going on? Are you okay? Yeah. Like I'm fine. In, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so, uh, they're doing the play and they're in the middle of the play where Caesar is assassinated again, the Trumpified Caesar. And we have a couple conservative activists who decide to interrupt, um, what's going on because they find it to be degeneracy. Let's, let's, uh, get that video up. Uh, so this is this is Laura Loomer who is about to storm the stage and tell them that this is the unacceptable normalization of violence against the right. And then the person holding the camera is, wow, gosh, what's his name? Jack. Uh, Posobiec. Is that what we decided on? I'm going to say right away, I know nothing of either of these people outside of this event. So I'm I'm going to my criticism of them is going to be limited Strictly to this, I don't know anything about yeah, them other than I had this. never even heard of Laura Loomer before this, and I followed Jack on Twitter, and, and formerly, you know, I, I like to follow his Twitter account. Uh-oh. With I, I know basically nothing about these people. Either. Okay. You cut out for me for a second. There's damn internet troubles tonight. We're going to do a show no matter what. You got me, or are you on? Okay, yeah, no, it, it looks like Yeah, I got playing. you, but the video share is not playing. Oh, no, I, I wasn't playing it. Okay. Uh, Not yet. So Loomer is storming the stage right now. So again, she's saying this is violence against the right. This is normalization of violence against the right. Everyone's booing and they're pulling her off the stage. I was saying boo earns. Do you know that Simpsons <laughs> reference? <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. You are all... Okay, so then Jack jumps in. They're, you're all Goebbels. You're all Nazis. This is, I gather, what you're not a fan of in particular. But he calls everyone a Nazi. Again, where have we seen this before? It seems like a flashback to um, activists of a different persuasion. But we'll, we'll hear him out. Goebbels! You are all Nazis like Joseph Goebbels. This is Goebbels. You are all Goebbels. You are inciting terrorists. The blood of Steve Scalise is on your hands. The blood of Steve Scalise is on your hands. Goebbels would be proud. Goebbels would be proud. Goebbels would be proud. Come this way. Sir, Goebbels would be proud. Goebbels would be proud. Goebbels would be proud. Goebbels would be proud. Nazis, you are Nazis. Goebbels would be proud. Goebbels would be proud. Goebbels would be proud. Okay, now of course, then this is all promoted on Twitter. She gets arrested for trespassing. Is what happens to Laura. My understanding is Jack was not arrested, just escorted out. And then this hashtag is launched: Free Laura. Free Laura on Twitter. Laura did nothing wrong. Laura is just uh, standing up to the degenerate violence advocacy of the left. Um, and I believe that's basically a summary of the facts. And I, I want to get into the upfront. I don't see a distinction here between this and Trigglypuff. This is just Trigglypuff I, reimagined to me. No, I mean, 
Okay, so neither of them, I think it's also important to note that the play was able to go on. They did not end the play. They were just both interrupted. And Triglypuff, that was some kind of free speech event, and this actually was a play that did depict a political assassination. And I watched Laura Loomer on Stephen Molyneux, it made me more sympathetic to this, and what she said was, this is assassination porn, and I, I gotta agree with her to some degree. We'll play the clip. I'm actually less sympathetic to her yeah. <laughs> after watching what she had to say on Stefan. I think it's the only she's scheduled to appear on Hannity on Monday. I believe this is the only media appearance she's done so far. I might be wrong on that, but but this is the explanation wait, I have wait, heard. Hold on, hold on. But if Triglypuff would have stormed the stage, or like we saw that black chick, uh, what was her name, Kayla, something or another. Uh, at Milo, uh, they weren't arrested for trespassing. I mean, it is but that, true. But that's just a difference of the the police force being called off in that case. The the actions are yeah, the same. Yeah, Although at Milo, the, at Milo, that's they totally threatened relevant. violence. I will of grant. They these... did, but even if they hadn't, you know, nothing would have happened. It's irrelevant. The point is that we are not getting the same treatment on the right that we are on the left, by you know by what should be neutral forces like the police and the media. I can grant that double standard, but when what what bothers me is people say, well, we're going to fight them with their tactics. Yeah, but I thought we all agreed that their tactics were wrong. And I thought we all agreed that generally speaking, speakers should have the right to speak and you can protest outside or you can write a poor review of the player. You can make yeah. a crappy YouTube video like I might explaining why it's terrible. You don't have a right to their stage. You don't have a right to impede upon their free speech rights. That's the problem that I have with it. And I think the arguments that she makes in favor of storming the stage are very poor. And I'll explain why I think they're very poor. And I'll explain why I think this is just SJWism reinvented. And I don't see a meaningful distinction. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree that like, that. well, I, I will grant for sure your point about to the extent that certain people have control of the police and certain people are politically motivated. The police force is not always fair in its implementation or, or neutral in its implementation. We've seen that several times. And... The one thing I will credit them with that is different from other interruptions is there's no evidence that they had violent intent. There's no evidence that they have right. violent intent. I'm not going to equate going on stage and threatening Milo's face with a punch right, to right. simply just going on the stage. That said, you don't have a right to the stage. But she does have a right to be critical and to voice her criticisms. Um, not and in this that's, way. The question is, though, like, is this an act of civil disobedience? I mean, I'm kind of conflicted about this. Let's listen to some of the things she says, and then I'll explain why I basically hate everything that she says. <laughs> Clearly trying to align this play and align the character of Julius Caesar with Donald Trump. And so by doing that, when you, when you have characters who are stabbing that character, you're projecting violence onto um, a character that's supposed to represent the president of the United States. I mean, really, it's I like just that. A, that Okay. Do you want to do you like want to you want to play it through and respond later or do you want to respond yeah, yeah, to each piece? Okay. Bastardization of um of Shakespeare and there's nothing artistic about it in my opinion. I I, I think that really they're they're making a stretch between artistic expression and a um flirtation with a planned assassination attempt against the president. Shakespeare once said that violent delights have violent ends. So if you are going to come to Shakespeare in the Park and you're going to delight in this theater or artistic expression or a Shakespeare play. It's, it's a violent play that portrays the assassination of Donald Trump. So if you're delighting in that, 
it's going to have a violent end. And I couldn't help but think to myself, this has been happening like in the week before this, this guy in Virginia decided to go shoot up. So he, there may not be evidence right now that suggests that he saw Julius Caesar, but I bet you that people are being desensitized by the violence um, in this play by Kathy Griffin, by members of the mainstream left media who refuse to condemn violence. And they're starting to get ideas and they're starting to think that it's okay to Watch out for those ideas. We can't let people have ideas. Kill or threaten is, the lives of. <laughs> there is an element of indoctrination here. I mean, you can't you can't act like there's not. I can because this play is done several times with several different presidents. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm talking Republican. about the media as a whole, like she said. Oh, okay. Well, I'm talking about the play. I'm gonna. This Stefan headshot makes this so creepy. <laughs> representatives i'm steering clear of molyneux i'm aiming straight at laura i just I, I, yeah, that's about it and our president well, it makes because, it look like he's smiling the whole time well he, yeah he's not on camera it's just a still photo right. you know yeah it's a joke and there's nothing funny about it liberals are more concerned and upset with their play their uppity play getting interrupted than they are about a possible assassination attempt on donald trump and in order to, to win the culture war you have to develop new tactics to fight back I'm not talking about violent tactics. I'm talking about playing by the rule book that your enemy or your opposition plays by. Alinsky tactics, right? I was thinking about rule number four. Um, it's all Alinsky's rule number four, which is um, make the enemy play by their own rules. Okay, so who goes first here? You said it made you, made you more sympathetic to me. It makes me want to, um, I don't know. I just, to me, it makes it even worse. I, I, I don't didn't... You can go first. Okay. So I, I noted the claims that she made and why each one bothers me. So one, you're projecting violence. Uh, so what would be my answer? So we have violent depictions everywhere. Uh, ban the violent video games, ban the violent movies. Now you might say, oh, it's a, it's a presidential assassination. It is. Again, That's more specific. You were talking about something way more general than that. So what? Can, can we not depict assassinations? We can't have fictional. I'm not saying we can't. We're talking about the hypothetical moral involvement of people um, desensitizing There's, the general public to yeah. violence against Trump. And, and there is, you know, that, that this, is a component to this. This is the same as a feminist standing up there and going, have you played GTA and seen all its violence against women? It desensitizes against violence. It desensitizes people to violence against women and it makes them beat their girlfriends. No, it doesn't. Right. But what if somebody, uh, you know, like was really into that game and said that that, well, I guess we need more information. Then about. that person's a crazy person and we don't ban the game for all the normal people. We're, we're not talking about any action here. We're talking but about- But she is, she is. She's, she's talking about how this is going to lead to action. That's my problem with it. But she doesn't talk about restricting speech, I don't think. Well, then what's the point of storming the stage? Because she was making a political statement. I don't think that well, she's trying to make it illegal to do these things. I think that she, this is a reaction. She, she uses, wanted. well, does she use the term incitement? I can't remember. She might. Certainly Joe DeGeneva does. And, it, and that is a term that invites legal questions. Um, I'd have to ask her. To me, th what she's doing implies that she wants this thing shut down. Now, her and the rest of people on Twitter are promoting this Occupy, sh Occupy Shakespeare hashtag, her and Jack or whatever. To me, that implies shutting it down. Maybe I'm reading it wrong, but how do you, if you occupy something, surely you want it to stop or you want it to change. Uh, yeah, I mean, if that's the case, then I then I disagree with that. This is the same tactic used by the left to shut down and Coulter and all the all the speech policing. It's it, it's the same same thing. We can't act like this is different. And but she does admit so, that, and that's where I get sympathetic to her. She says straight up, we are using Alinsky tactics to fight against the left. I mean, she's not saying yeah. like 
these are justified to saying we're going to fight fire with fire even if we think it's wrong there's a, a very simple question for me to dismiss um would, would you teach your children that Oof, no would you would you teach your children that it's okay if someone does something that's unfair to you just be very unfair in response no be better than that what we're fighting for is a value system that says this is outside the bounds of what's acceptable and that's the value system that brought me over to this team by the way right their rejection right. of that value system is what made me say no thanks i it's believe true. In free and speech. if we do not have objective standards for this uh the pendulum will swing will just swing too far and then we're going to end up with republican authoritarianism we have to have objective standards where we protect free speech above all else or we will fall into uh, chaos. Like yeah. there's no reason. I, th there's no reason that I believe that the right is always going to be the right side. We could have another shift. I mean, the left sure. used to be way less insane than it is now. Yeah, and that's my problem is I see way too many people who care about their team winning than they do about fighting for the values that I thought we all agreed upon. Right, but the argument I was getting most on Twitter is we're in a culture war here, and and the ends you know do justify the means to some degree, and I. I've got to say, I disagree with that argument because I don't think that we're still like losing the culture war. We got Trump elected. The mainstream media seems like they are fucking just imploding. Nobody trusts them anymore. I think that this has been the most successful year for the right um, in the culture war in the last 70 years, the last two years or yeah. so. Have and been by really the way, you want, to, you want to win a culture war. There's a lot of people like me who look at that and say, okay, no, storming other people's stages is not the culture I want to be a part of. So Fuck that culture. Right. I'll see you later. You're not going right. to win the culture war through those methods. And I agree with you that being stable, being consistent on free speech issues is what is really attractive to people like me. Uh, don't breach that. You know, I could be persuaded on a lot of things, but free speech, I'm not going to bend on that. I'm not going to bend on people having the unrestricted right to make whatever plays that they want. Now you hear the word incitement. Oh, it's, incitement's not part of free speech. This is not incitement. Why do you think the play continues? It is not a right. breach of the law. Right, there is right. nothing here that is a plan to kill the president. Fictional violence is not actual violence. And that's what bugs me with the things that she says. Another thing she says, it's a bastardization of Shakespeare. There's nothing artistic about Irrelevant. it. In your, in your opinion, don't watch it. Simple as that. You don't have to go to judge. You don't have to go to the play. if you don't like it, flirtation of planned assassination of the president. No, there's um, no plan. This is an argument I want to address. I'm seeing it in the live chat a bunch right now. And a lot of people are saying it on Twitter. We are losing by having higher standards than, than the left. Um, losing we're losing. Do you have the presidency, the Senate, the house, you got um, judge I mean, there's, Gorsuch. There's still tons of leftist influence. We can't act like there's not, we can't act like the culture war is one. Um, but we have talked about this on the show before a few times. Uh, okay. I just, I don't think, I don't think you win with these methods. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, uh, attractive to people that you need to win. I think it's attractive to hardcore partisans, mm -hmm. but it's not attractive to people who are more in the middle, people who believe in just the set of values that we shouldn't compromise on. And those are the people you need to win. You, you don't need to win over the hardcore partisans. They're on your team no matter what. You need to win over people who aren't aren't partisans. Uh, I'll, I'll get through these quickly. I don't need to go through everything she says. We've kind of touched on a lot of it. Um, I just want to go in favor of what I've, what I've heard on Twitter, what people, or I want to go through what um, people have sent to me and what I've heard Loomer and Jack and some of these people saying. Mm -hmm. And then I want to touch on a couple things because they, these people are right wing SJWs. I don't care what anyone says. And I got a couple of pieces of evidence in support of that. They are right wing social justice warriors. And that's why I don't like it. 
Uh, okay, so again, it's incitement. No, it's not. Doesn't fit, fit the legal definition. I don't know what they mean when they say it's incitement. It's clearly it's not incitement. It's not, clearly right? protected yeah. speech. I don't know what right. you're talking about. There's no el- element of Did she of, use of the imminence. term incitement? I, I don't know I, that Laura did, but plenty of people are. Again, I'm right. going at like defenders of this. Incitement is not protected speech. You're right, but this is not incitement. It's not, there's no imminence. There's no There's no plan. direction. Yeah. It's not instructional. Yeah, there's no way we can't. We can't call this incitement. That's insane. Um, I don't have a free speech right to protest. And this isn't protest. It's disruption. You don't have a right to their stage. You have a right to protest outside where it's not disruptive. That's mm-hmm. Again, that seems pretty basic to me. Um, the play has no artistic merit. Again, we touched on that. I don't care whether you think it has artistic merit or not. That's don't irrelevant to, to this it. discussion, right? Uh, the, the left wouldn't tolerate this against Obama, um, except they did. And I, I do want that to be... Uh, shared as well. Let me pull up that article here. <clears throat> this is from, this was done in 2012. Uh, uproar over Trump theme, Julius Caesar, but none for Obama version at Guthrie five years ago. This has been a thing with several presidents. There's the Obama lookalike assassinated in a Caesar play. That has happened. So, you know, I, I just don't like that argument. It's hypothetical for one and two, it goes against recent history. Uh, and then lastly, we're giving them a taste of their own medicine. We're using their tactics. We're doing <sighs> the Alinsky thing. Yeah, but I thought That's we all dangerous. opposed them because they're wrong about that. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I just, from my perspective, if you adopt what what your opponent does that's wrong in order to win, I don't understand you what you win. just become them, right. What I think about, again, I'm not comparing the crimes. I'm not comparing the play, uh, or I'm not compla- comparing um, the, ad- the adoption of this tactic to ISIS, for example, but to me, it follows the same reasoning of, well, hey, let's just beat ISIS by suicide bombing their women and children. <laughs> no, ISIS is wrong about that. That's what makes them ISIS. That's why we don't like ISIS, because they do horrible things. Right. So um, the only argument that I things. heard that was even somewhat compelling is that they'll only respond to these tactics, although I think that's kind of bullshit, too. I don't know. I guess I'm just, I guess I'm not persuaded that everyone there is enjoying this in the assassination porn way that you're describing. Maybe some are, but I, I don't know. I think there's probably a good amount of people who are going just to see the controversy. I don't know that everyone is like, Oh man, I can't wait to watch Trump get assassinated. It's been, it's, it's certainly there's an I element a lot of that, but I mean, there's definitely an element of assassination porn. I think she's right about that. Lastly, um, if you accept what Loomer and Jack are doing, to me, you got to accept two things. One, Trigley Puff did nothing wrong. You got to yeah. accept that. Trigley mm-hmm. Puff did nothing wrong. And two, um, again, again, to use a recent example, Sarah Palin's at fault for Jared Loeffner. Sarah yeah. Palin is, is at fault. For, I don't understand how you square these things. If you accept what what Loomer's saying, you got to accept those things too. And if you accept Loomer's tactics, you got to accept those things too. I, I don't see yeah. how you... If you accept them, you're consistent. Okay, I... You're consistent. I can grant you that. This is crazy because if you can abandon, you know, your partisan mentality, if you advocate for free speech, it doesn't really matter if you're on the right or the left. It doesn't yep. matter. Um, you know, so that's what they really should have been doing. Can I give you my, <laughs> my SJW evidence, which is admittedly just tweets. So, you know, don't uh, tweets again are bullshit. They're not the highest form of internet evidence, but <laughs> baked Alaska famed, uh, Twitter Twitter personality and just uh, alt-right figure generally baked Alaska sent Laura Loomer a picture of her in the gas chamber with Trump at the controls. 
Yeah, as you would expect to see on Twitter, Laura Loomer responds, wow, I'm calling on Baked Alaska to fully condemn the anti-Semitism after posting this pic of me inside oh, a gas on. chamber. That is can't... social justice warrior shit right there. Condemn. Yeah. yeah. Disavow. Condemn. Disavow. Look, if you can't laugh at a well-done Photoshop of you in a gas chamber, I don't want to be friends. <laughs> and you don't belong on Twitter. That's what Twitter is for. This is why I don't trust the rebel. I got to say, I, <laughs> I don't. I love Tommy Robinson. I love Gavin McInnes, but outside of that, I'm like, mm. do you know how many, how many images of him and his family, Ben Shapiro has been tweeted of him and his family in gas chambers. Oh, and I'm sure call, all the time. Yeah. And he doesn't call for disavowing. I mean, he sometimes mentions it or whatever, but <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying there are plenty of people who endure this at far greater frequency and sort of accept that like what exists on the internet is not necessarily a serious um, political position. And even right. if it is, and then she's saying that like what he did is so obscene. Um, that is exactly what she was trying to protest in the play. She's like, this is too obscene. Yeah. Does she not see the logical inconsistencies just in her own behavior? I know she clearly yeah. doesn't. And even if baked Alaska is a hundred percent serious. Okay. He's got an opinion. You don't like, sorry. <laughs> I mean, he's got an opinion. When you saw that? <laughs> yeah. I laughed. I laugh at okay. images of please. That's the one, some of the art we haven't had on the show. Look, we invited tentacle porn. Please put me in a gas chamber with whoever you <laughs> yeah. want at the controls. Go ahead and do it. I'll share it on the show because that's I the way the internet works. Never be offended. I'm not even offended that Holy Bijou made a Reich bride account for me on Twitter. <laughs> Is he the one that did that? He did. He did. Yeah. That son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I told him he could keep it. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't know that he actually set it up. Now I'll have to, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll message him about it. Okay. So this, this is the other piece. This is the most ridiculous actually. So Jack goes on Twitter and, and takes an image from her storming the stage. Again, this takes, Oh, stream froze. Uh Oh, okay. I'm going to reboot it real quick. Okay. We should be back up. God damn technical problems galore. But you know, you just get a little wrinkle. You just get a little wrinkle in the podcast. I was so worried last week. Is it going to break it up into separate pieces? No, that can't happen. Well, having our reactions there, I think makes the show a lot better. I think yeah, it's vital now for a little bit. Sorry about that interruption again. Appreciate people bearing with some technical issues tonight. I don't know what's going on. I'll try to troubleshoot it, but you know, I'm no expert until we can get that intern, some free intern with technical <laughs> yeah, know-how really. to fix this crap. Still dropping frames too. Apparently the internet's garbage tonight anyway. So after the <laughs> brief interruption there, this tweet from Jack, image of them storming the stage, leftists with knives. Again, this is, this is the context here is they've stormed the stage during an assassination scene by knife that exists in the play Julius Caesar, independent of Trump's presence in the play. There are always going to be knives in a Julius Caesar play. Leftists with knives drawn, uh, leftists with knives drawn advance on a conservative woman calling to stop the violence. No, I, of, of all of this, this is what pisses me off the most of this whole thing. Is he serious? I don't know how to interpret this. That is so retarded that it makes me think that he's, fucking around right that's what i i had to ask is this sarcasm and then i had people saying oh no it's symbolism it's symbolism of what they want to do or whatever it was it's a like, play those are props you invaded a stage where knives were already present i don't what are they they're supposed to drop them immediately and be like oh now it's real i don't support stabbing her clearly i i, I just don't get it so that's it's, I know some people won't like it. I'm sorry. These two are social justice warriors. I don't see the distinction. They are Trigley Puffs 
who who not only interrupt events like Jigglypuff would, but they do the classic social justice fake victimization nonsense. This is fake yeah. victimization. Yeah, there's no other way to look at that unless he's joking. If Jack is joking, I invite clarification. But if there's any I element I don't of, think he's joking. I think he's serious about this. Okay, then he is a fake victimizing social justice warrior. And that's basically that's basically all I got. Um, I think we've gone through basically everything. I, so my, my summary is that at least that I that I wrote for myself here is basically it, question one: Is this protected speech? Inarguably, yes. and if Inarguably. it's protected yeah, speech, yeah, I would never make I would never make the argument that this is not protected speech. I know I've said some conflicting things, and I'm somewhat cut on the issue here, but I would never say this isn't protected speech. It's not, it definitely is. And if it's protected speech, you're wrong to interrupt it. It's as simple as that. Protest outside, write a bad review, provide your own speech of criticism. You're wrong to interrupt protected speech. That's a value I thought we all agreed right. on. And the argument of, but they do bad stuff too. Yeah, that's valid on the kindergarten playground. But once you talk to the teacher, it doesn't really work out that well. So sorry, Jack. Sorry, Laura. Just please cut this crap and let's all, I hope we can agree that free speech is the value on which we don't compromise. That's my plea. But Agreed. We got to be careful yeah. to not become what we criticize the most. Send your cuck accusations to <laughs> beauty and the beta at gmail.com. Tell me about the forthcoming cultural apocalypse and how I am complicit. Uh, and when the leftists control everything and we are slaves in some sort of labor camp that they have put <laughs> us in, it will be all my fault. And I will see you there and I'll say, you were right. I'm sorry for cucking out on Laura Loomer. Well, what an Jack interesting issue face. to have so much conflict on the same side um, about this. I mean, and, and I do understand like mimicking their behavior in some way does kind of show how ridiculous they are. But I don't believe like in good faith that that's really what this was about. I mean, she yeah. started off that Molyneux interview saying, like, this was so obscene that that it had to be stopped. And that's what she said when she when she stopped the play. She's like, this is this is offensive. This is obscene. Yeah. Just like a feminist talking about a movie she doesn't like or a video game she doesn't like. Sorry, don't play it. Don't watch it. Yeah, you're, right, you're right about this. <sighs> I, I get I get last thing I'll say is I get the kind of emotional reaction that that maybe presidential assassination is some kind of special category, but I don't see the reason. I don't see why that should be immune to depiction. I thought the same thing too. I always thought, man, isn't it weird that you don't see fictional depictions of school shootings very much until I saw yeah. one in sons of anarchy. And I was like, damn, that's pretty, that's pretty brutal. But you, you, you think about it. It's like, well, is it any different than any other fictional depiction of violence? Sure. Children are involved, I guess, but what makes it meaningfully different and why should this be outside moral bounds right. but and, and this all of this begs the question is like okay laura and jack like what do you want to do about it what do you want to do about it do you want to make speech like this illegal is that is that your plan yeah we just want i guess we want What's to bully them into not doing it for fear of people storming the stage i don't know i don't know what their end game is i would like them to answer the question what's your ideal outcome here maybe we'll get an answer to that i don't think we will <laughs> anyway we're running short on time you got time for like two quick topics uh, yeah, sure. I, I mean, guess I wish we, we got... knew more about this, this London terrorist attack that happened like five minutes before we went live. Um, yeah, but I don't know very much about it's it. A, it's a van of peace, I've been told, but I actually, I don't, to be fair, I don't even know that it's an Islamic attack yet. Um, I, got, I will always issue the qualifier, even if you're going to scoff at me, but, um, but yeah, I don't know anything about it other than people were apparently targeted with a van. Yeah. Yep. I, that's literally all I read about it before the, before the show. I was Mormons. 
Yeah, I know. Those Mormons of peace. You got uh, super chats or are we, we good? We probably have a uh, mom. Yeah, imagine. sure. Uh, Pie Whack at one just gave us $2. Matt, you were 100% correct. Uh, Black Magic, $5. Didn't Caesar rally the poor against the elitist establishment? Trump as a stand in seems fitting, but I think they took some art- artistic interpretation. Um, yeah, that's fine. I mean, as they are entitled to do. Yeah. You know? as, even as if it's degenerate artistic interpretation, even if it's artistic interpretation right. that I think sucks. And at the end of the day, all you're bitching about is a play that you don't like. It's a play that you don't like. That's that all it is. Feels. Yeah. The coward Liberia said $5. Laura and Jack seem to be crying out in pain as they strike these people. I absolutely agree with that. Um, those two tweets just fucking <laughs> enraged me. They just enraged me. Made me see red. Uh, Hoopty Rider, $5. That Prolisec guy is <laughs> just looking for attention. Cernovich looks like a douche also. I hate to admit uh, it. I, I, I said beforehand, I'm going to try to avoid infighting on this. Um, and I don't want to necessarily call out, call people out. I will say he's Cernovich is 100% wrong on this issue on this, on this you. issue. He's a hundred percent wrong. I will say that in my um, opinion, Mithrin $5 Matt ironic symbolism failure all around. Caesar was holding the Republic together and his death leads to chaos and charging the yeah. stage was stupid. Agreed. Uh, Joshua D. Marshall, $5. Using the same tactics of the regressive left will make us no better than the very people we are against. Yep. Where are the people I, calling me cucks? They're probably not giving money. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, it's actually most, mostly people calling me, me a cuck. And oh, then Boom Baby called Dad, thanked him for not giving my mother a pearl necklace all those years ago. You guys are fucking Ooh. disgusting. Fucking <laughs> gross. But thanks for your money. <laughs> I assume you mean the jewelry. Yes. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. My mom's going to call me and be like, what's a pearl necklace? <laughs> Good God. Please don't Google it. <laughs> okay. We're caught up. Let's, uh, let's go through this Philando Castile thing really quickly. Cause I, I do think this is another case that you're going to hear about. And of course it's going to, your, your Jill Steins and people on Twitter are going to tell you, Oh, it's another jury in America. That's made up of a hundred percent racist. What are the odds that every jury is a racist? Here's another one. So I did actually enjoy um, looking through the facts of this case again, or maybe enjoys the wrong word, but I just wanted to look through them again to figure out what was going on to figure out. I don't, I will say this. If, if ever there was a case for a shooting of a guy, not didn't do anything, didn't do nothing. This is probably the case. Um, and we might disagree on that, but I will, in order to, to make that demonstration, or at least the one that I see as kind of the grayest in terms of like, well, is this a, is this actually a justified shooting? Uh, I don't know. Now that's a different question from, is the guy legally responsible for a criminal charge too? But, um, let's pull up the, the, you, there's a transcript of the police tapes in the criminal complaint against officer Yanez. So you'll remember this was in Falcon Heights, Minnesota last summer. Officer Yanez approaches the car on a traffic stop. He's a Hispanic officer. Philando Castile is a black man with his uh, girlfriend in the car who's driving. His daughter's in the back seat. They pull him over for a traffic stop. Um, and the timeline is kind of interesting. So um, Yanez, who he approaches the, the driver's side of Castile's vehicle. Uh, and he says to, uh, sorry, let me find my place here. Uh, so Yanez asked for Castile's driver's license and proof of insurance. Now, I thought his girlfriend was driving. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe he was actually driving. Might've been that the footage was mirrored that I saw. He was on the right side of the car. Yeah, but I think it might've been mirrored because I don't know why the cop would ask for his license if he wasn't driving. They do sometimes and in, in, uh, they ask for everybody's license in the car. 
Okay, so in any case, he asks Castile for license and proof of insurance, um, and Castile provided him with the proof of insurance card. Now, again, not the license, apparently. Um, Yanez appeared, so he took Castile's insurance information, and then Castile says to Yanez, calmly, as described from the tape, Sir, I have to tell you that I do have a firearm on me. Uh, Yanez interrupted calmly and replied, Okay, and placed his right hand on the holster of his uh, holstered gun. And Yanez says, okay, don't reach for it. Castile responded, I'm inaudible, not, uh, presumably I'm not reaching, before being interrupted by Yanez, who said, don't pull it out. Castile responded, I'm not pulling it out. Those are great sound bites right there, but we're talking about guns. And Reynolds also said, uh, his, his girlfriend also said, I'm not, he's not pulling it out. Yanez again tell, screams at him, don't pull it out. Quickly pulled his own gun out of his holster. Um, Yanez uh, and six uh, reaches inside the driver's side window with his left hand, removes his arm from the car, um, and then fires seven shots in the direction of Castile in rapid succession. Um, you know Reynolds, as we've seen on the on the live stream after this happened, we've seen you can see the immediate aftermath of, of the shooting. You killed my boyfriend. Castile moans and said, I wasn't going to reach for it. Um, Reynolds says he wasn't reaching for it. And Yanez yelled, don't move. Fuck. I, you know, I told you not to pull it out. That sort of thing. So this goes to trial. Uh, and, and, and just Friday, the, the officer Yanez, who was charged with, I think, second degree manslaughter. Again, I'm not a legal expert in terms of the differences between all these different kinds of charges for killing a person. That means no was, premeditation, of course. Okay. So he was... Um, so he was acquitted on all charges and apparently the jury was stuck 10 to two all week. And there were two people who couldn't get on board with the acquittal. Um, and there were also two black jurors on this jury. They were not the ones who were, uh, holding out on the acquittal. Yeah. Did you see that headline that was like, um, like police acquitted by juror with 10 white people or by jury with 10 white people. But what about the other two black people, which by the way is... Higher. Well, I don't know about this particular community, but in terms of the general population, that would be higher than than um, the overall population. Two out of well, two out of twelve. I'm bad at math. What's that? What's that percent? Two out of twelve is sixteen percent. That would be higher than the overall population by a little bit, I believe. But maybe not for this three percent. Yeah. By this particular community. In any case, they delivered for, deliberated for 30 hours and they finally reached this decision. They couldn't, um, basically, Yanez's attorneys made the case that he feared for his life. Officer Yanez feared for his life after he saw Castile's gun, which apparently he was able to see. Um, and, and Castile failed to obey orders. Now, to me, it seems like the orders were maybe a little bit unclear. On the one hand, give me your, your license and proof of insurance. He gave him the insurance, but not the license. So maybe the order to give him the license was still in play. And the other side, he's saying, give uh don't reach for your weapon if i'm playing the other side if i'm castile if he says don't reach for stuff i'm just not gonna reach for stuff i'm just gonna be like, okay i'm not reaching for anything tell yeah. me what you want me to do i think this might have had something to do with the ferguson effect too i think he was probably on higher alert uh than normal maybe he thought that he was in more danger than he actually was i don't know yeah um Anyway, the jury said the prosecution failed to demonstrate beyond reasonable doubt that Yanez broke the law. We get an acquittal. The reaction to this, it's got not getting a lot of media play. And I was messaging you before this because I'm a little bit conflicted. Because on the one hand, we're looking at a mother grieving at the loss of her son. And on the other hand, on the other hand Valerie Castile, Philando's mom, has some incredibly, I think, awful inflammatory things to say 
in response. So I don't want to like, I don't want to give the impression that I'm laughing at these things, but I also think that the for the media to not play them, to cut them out of the actual press conference that she gave and the live stream that she did on Facebook is also not necessarily accurate either. Uh, did you have anything you want to say about what she has to say, but what she has to say before we play it? No, let's go. Okay, so this is Valerie Castile, Orlando's <laughs> mom. A systemic problem in the state of Minnesota, and me thinking with my common sense that we would get justice in this case, but nevertheless, it never seems to fail us. The system continues to fail black people. They're coming from you, for you, for you and all your interracial children. Y'all are next. I am so disappointed in the state of Minnesota. My son loved this city and this city killed my son. And the murderer gets away. One thing else I have to say is, Yanez may have gotten away with justice on this plane of existence, he will have to face his creator, and I hope he died tonight. Back to our original question, is that incitement? <laughs> is she morally culpable for that statement if Yanez gets killed? Yikes. So she's saying, yeah, she's saying that it, the cops are going to hunt you, racial minorities, and also, I hope Officer Yanez dies tonight. This guy isn't even white. He's Hispanic, yeah. Is he one of those white Hispanics? Well, I, I, as a technical matter, I think Hispanics are counted in the white population, although they're also a subgroup in the census data. I don't want to get into that. People are going to call me a <laughs> cuck for that, too. So, uh, point being, I guess they're a subgroup of what's considered white. Anyway, that that's clipped out of pretty much all the news coverage that I can identify. Uh, I wonder why. You know, I wonder why. She really? She got up there and she said it. I'm saying that sarcastically, you know? I mean... She got up there and said it. I think if you want to be complete, it should be played. She also goes on Facebook and streams this. Now you see exactly what these motherfuckers think about us. They murdered my motherfucking son with his seatbelt on. So what does that say to you? Now they got free reign to keep killing us any kind of way they want to. So I just want to say one thing to everybody out there. I don't give a fuck what you do. Do what your heart desires because that shit wasn't right and i'm here to say that and fuck the police say whatever the fuck you want to say now this is the real valerie castile i don't give no fuck no more she's saying this is the real her too i mean <laughs> i mean can you imagine the anti-police sentiments that she had instilled in her kid these are not yeah. all resulting from the shooting yeah, that's maybe if I, I, I can't, we're, that's conjecture, of course, but of course it's conjecture. Yeah. But you know, I can't, uh, d was she, was she someone who instilled respect for police officers and then suddenly had did this 180 degree degree turn? That'd be a tough case for me to make. Um, but at the same time, is there any evidence of hostility toward the police based on the transcript prior. on the oh. part of Philando Castile? Not to my knowledge, nor am I aware of prior incidents for Philando Castile. So I want to be fair in that way too. Yeah, I, I know just the incidents surrounding it just didn't sit right with me and like how they use this, this video of, um, you know, after the crime as somehow it's evidence of the crime that was committed. Like sure. I, I didn't like that. And I thought it was so weird that she was live streaming it. Like if my boyfriend got shot, I'd be freaking the fuck out. I wouldn't be using it as an opportunity to live stream it and make it a political issue right away. Like, like all of it just seemed like, 
it just didn't sit well with me. And I know this is not an argument, but it didn't really pass the smell test. Yeah. And I, I'm going to, again, I want to be as sympathetic to the mom as possible. But at the same time, I've known a lot of people to endure tragedy, including, by the way, people who have died at the hands of police. And I've never known their families to come out and say, fuck the police. The police are going to hunt you. Um, They're going to hunt minorities when your yeah. son was shot by a minority. Yeah, which doesn't make a lot of sense. So I can't let her off the hook for that either. I find that inc incredibly inflammatory. And I also just, am, I, it gives me pause that the media doesn't, just, oh, we'll, we'll wipe that out because that's not. Well, they don't want to make her appear to be unsympathetic. She says, this is the real me. She wants it to be known. She's volunteering this information. Uh, yeah. I just, I think it's part of the complete picture is all. I'm not trying Let's to condemn take this to her the even. Suburbs. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not even trying to like condemn her or villainize her. I just think it's part of the complete picture that if someone who was looking at this case, they'd need to see. That's all I'm saying. I mean, and he was acquitted. Like we have to look at this and be like, yeah, there was a reason he was acquitted. There were two black people on that jury that were not conflicted about this. The, yeah. There was no hung jury. They, they could have hung the jury if they were conflicted about it. They weren't even the two that were on the fence. Yeah. We have that counts for something. I mean, we have to look at that too. Yep. Why was he acquitted? Now there were protests. Um, Friday night, they shut down I-94 in St. Paul. There were 18 arrested for unlawful assembly. I don't think there are any like violent arrests so far that I'm aware of. They're just kind of unlawful. I think all of those were unlawful assembly, as I read. Saturday, they protested down, downtown Minneapolis. No arrests. There were protests planned for today. I haven't seen an update on that. The only thing I've seen from the protest, did you watch this footage before we went live? No. Okay, there's one protester at the, I believe, Friday night St. Paul interstate shutdown who makes a great speech to the camera. I've tried to figure out what he's talking about, and I can't. Maybe you can explain it to me. This is, um, this is a Philando Castile right, protester. Exit, right? To get off of the interstate. Stop talking. Listen up! Y'all don't, don't understand. This land that you stand on, that you think is America, this is actually Africa. The dear Mississippi that you love, that you know of, that's the Nile River. This is our land. You are Aboriginal Indigenous American. You are a Moorish American. So where is their green card? Where is their green card? Huh? Huh? They need weapons. We don't need no weapons. Huh? Huh? Stop calling us black. We're not African American. We Moorish American. Aboriginal or Indigenous. So right over there. Land. Know the laws of the land. Know your birthright and nationality. You are a Moorish American. Fight for your nationality. The Pope says stand up. Know the land. Know the laws of the land. You are an Aboriginal Indigenous American. Understand? That face, that face right there. <laughs> Look at that burning face. Ooh. That's blue steel. Black yeah. steel. Yeah. yeah. Understand? Oh, jeez. <laughs> we gonna fight this shit to the death of us. Understand it. We know that y'all breaking the law. We know it. We ain't stupid as you think. <laughs> I tried. I so tried right to figure out what he means. No, that was meth-induced nonsense, right? You think there. so? I mean, yeah, I, that I, was fucking nonsense. That guy had like no the, grasp of reality. Or there was like on, Moorish right? pride in there, because because Philando Castile is Moorish descent too, I believe. So I was like, are you trying to? Make some distinction about a specific African nationality or something. Oh, I don't I, know, man. It seemed like an aboriginals and nonsense to me. Yeah, I don't know. If anyone can make sense of that, I would like an email. indigenous Moorish Americans. Is that what he said? Something like that. Without, we don't have time to go over to go through it Shit. a bunch of times. But I saw this and I tried to, 
tried to make sense of it and I just couldn't. I just couldn't. It's like a Joy Reid tweet. I can't make sense of it at all. I don't understand what it means. We're running out of time here, so uh, I do want to be courteous to the YouTube saints who go live right about now, and um, I try to be off, uh, even though I'm always late, so sorry to I know, our show's Wizard like suddenly two hours now. Jeff Holiday. I know, I tricked myself into doing more work somehow, <laughs> um, but you know, I like, I'm glad we're able to go at length on some important issues tonight, so anyway, the, the last one's really quick. It's just an update to um, a story that really bugged me a couple weeks ago, and that was... Trump hosted Erdogan, which people didn't like even just the idea of him hosting Erdogan necessarily without telling him that he sucks because he does suck. Uh, and as you'll recall, you can go back and watch my video on it or just Google it. Erdogan goes to the Turkish ambassador's residence in D.C. and there's a bunch of, I guess, pro, I forget what they're, they're what these protesters were actually protesting specifically for, but they're anti-Erdogan protesters. And Erdogan, they're across the street from the Turkish ambassador's residence where Erdogan is um, entering after meeting with Trump. And these protesters, by all accounts, are protesting peacefully. Erdogan sends his men out there to go rough them up. And they go across the street and they beat people. Like, they knock them down on the ground and they kick them in the face. Oh, yeah. All of the footage is available. And at the time, it really pissed me off because Trump hadn't said anything. It was like, you're going you're gonna to allow a foreign leader right. to come in here and have his thugs beat that up That was lawfully? outrageous. That made me furious. Yeah, you don't it compromise those values. Yeah. So I, it really bugged me that Trump didn't say anything. But this week, D.C. police seek arrest for Turks uh, of Turks for melee, angering Erdogan. So uh, D.C. police issued uh, arrest warrants for 12 Turkish officials and... It's sort of unclear what's actually going to happen here. Rex Tillerson said that the charges, uh, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson said that the charges send a clear message that the United States does not tolerate individuals who use intimidation and violence to stifle freedom of speech and legitimate political expression. The State Department kind of has a decision to make here. It's possible that they could seek extradition of the Turkish suspects or just ban them from coming into the United States. I personally, if you just say you guys suck and you don't let them come back, that's probably enough for me, but hey, so. if you if you can get them here and punish them, that's even better. I just want I don't some know. acknowledgement. That seems like it would be expensive. I just want acknowledgement that this was not cool. Not cool, Erdogan, not cool at all. And you'll recall, after this, Erdogan condemned the U.S. for whatever reason, for not protecting him or something. He did the same oh. thing in this case. He says... Speaking at, a, speaking at a dinner to break the Ramadan fast in Ankara, Erdogan asked, uh, what kind of law is this? Referring to his security detail, he said, if they are not going to protect me, why would I bring them with me to America? Shut up, Erdogan. Our country, our rules, and people get to protest freely and peacefully. Fuck off if you aren't going to adopt our culture and our values while you're here, let alone in Turkey. But while you're here... Sorry, you're going to uphold American values, including letting people who don't like you give you the finger across the street. You can Damn probably use a more straight. double fingers to your face. They'll yeah. probably do you some good. So I'm glad to see forces in our government doing what's right. Even Agreed, and it being addressed, yeah. I thought they were just going to sweep this one under the rug. I was so mad. Nope, nope. Uh, we don't. Have to uh, let me catch that. up on Super Chat, and then we can close out. Sounds good. All right, Dead Bear, $2. Stupid people is why I drink. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Gabriel Lopez, $10. I'm late on the Laura thing, but did you see the Rebel registered free Laura domain oh. for donations before the play? And we did put this in our outline. Um, I forgot to mention that. He's right. I and that's that's an important, that means that the Rebel was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Complicit at a minimum, not even complicit. Yep. So this the website was registered to Ezra Levant. Uh, several hours before they actually did this. It, it clearly was premeditated. We already know that. But this is, to me, evidence of um, that it was there was more publicity and sensationalism intended than just simply going there and making a moral case. It's 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 grandstanding. It's and presumably making a buck, too. There's a there's a fundraiser for her as well for her legal defense fund. But, you know, a lot of times those funds are not strictly monitored and they end up going to, yeah. uh, you know, Subway sandwiches and other incidentals. Um, okay. And then we have Joshua D. Marshall, $5. And there you sit in your seatbelt, still alive and kicking. Your argument is invalid. He must be talking about Philando Castile. And then last one, we have Scott Schlepp, $5. It appears Wait, what's the, there... what's the argument that's invalid though? I'm not, I don't follow hundred percent. Oh, I just, um, I, I just, uh, okay. I send us Sorry. an email if there's more on that. Um, so, uh, your case. argument is invalid. What were we talking about with the seatbelt? And there you sit in your seatbelt, oh, yeah, she... still alive and kicking. Well, part of the case, too, was that his girlfriend had said that he was reaching for his seatbelt, so it wasn't entirely clear what he was reaching oh, for. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But he was still wearing a seatbelt. I see. Okay. He was gotcha. wearing a seatbelt when he was shot, yes. Yeah. So the okay. idea that you're... That he was reaching for a seatbelt, that is invalid. Or the idea that you're threatened maybe is hindered by the fact that there's a seatbelt, although that doesn't stop you from grabbing a gun and shooting a person, but, ah. you know. Okay, okay. Um, and the last one, Scott Schlepp, $5. It appears there was just another vehicle attack in London. We saw that right at the top of the show. Um, haven't gotten any details on it. We're sorry about that. Sometimes breaking news happens when we were live and, and there's just outside of like the live chat informing us what's going on. There's just not too much we can do about it. Yeah. I'd imagine we'll talk about this at, at least on the Wednesday show, maybe on Sunday. We barely get new, news that's several days old correct for us to get breaking <laughs> news correct. You're asking too much. Not yet. Not until we get that intern army. Uh, and then, then we'll do that. Okay. So we're, we're all caught up on super chat then. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Anything else before we, uh, wind it down, round it out? No, I mean, to send I know I'm going to get Saints. a lot of shit for this episode because, um, one of us is going to get a lot of shit for this episode. Uh, but I think that this is a complex moral issue. And what I'm talking about, like the, the weight of the moral responsibility on the left, um, I'm talking about this literally only from a moral perspective. It is totally inactionable. And that's really important for me to point out. I do not want to have any limitations on free speech. And that is my number one objective. Um, and, and that's, you know, the basis of my political philosophy. It's more important than defending the right. I don't, I don't care about that as much as I care about defending free speech. So I know I've said some conflicting things. This is a really complex moral issue that I'm still turning over in my head. I might have a different opinion about it next week. I don't know. Disagree with what you say, not you, but disagree with what you say. Defend to the death your right to say it. it. comes down to that. It really does. And that's the value on which I won't compromise. And I'll say it again. That is the value that brought me here to where I am. From former leftist cuck beta piece of crap uh, guy who would be out there maybe enjoying the Trump assassination porn to a guy that I think, I hope now, has a much, much better set of values and much more nuanced worldview than I did previously. And the reason that I've been able to arrive where I am politically, and maybe you don't agree 100% of the time, but I think it's a lot better than where it used to be, is because I don't compromise on free speech. And it's because it's very important to me to give everyone their opportunity to speak. And I have found most of the people, the type of people who listen to the show to be more persuasive than the type of people who tell you not to listen to this show and that this is a Nazi show. They both get the right to speak. 
I find one more persuasive and that's how we arrive where we are. Your play might suck. It might be degeneracy, but the play must go on. And uh, right, right. And if they really play. wanted to fight this, um, you know, I think the way to do that using free speech would be to put on a play where you assassinate your own famous leftists and see if people yeah, shit their you, pants about if that. If you want to, if you really want to stoop to their level, if that's yeah. your approach, their tactic. Then put I on your agree. own rendition of a Shakespeare play where, like, you know, Rachel Maddow gets her throat slit and see how the left responds, and then we'll have a real comparable situation on our hands, now, won't we? <laughs> She's talking about a play. She's talking about a play, people. This is not incitement. This is not advocacy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, let's get out of here before we see something that gets us in trouble or before we take up any more of the YouTube Saints time. Do appreciate our super chatters, um, keeping the show afloat, keeping us honest. We appreciate the live viewers dealing with the technical difficulties tonight. I hope on demand it's fine. I, I hope anyway. Try to get it figured out. Appreciate um, everyone in the chat shit posting away, keeping this show alive and fun. Even if you're making gas chamber memes or references or whatever you're doing, just no caps or you'll piss off JFI. Um, remember, if you want more of this show, if you can't get enough, there's more listening material uh, on the audio platforms. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, where you find your podcast, you can find us. When's the Stefan Molyneux interview going up? You have uh, It that should be posted tomorrow or the next day. On his channel? Yeah. Do we have permission to the audio? I have not asked, but I will. Okay, maybe I can post the audio on our stuff too, but that'll be a good int uh, interview that you can check out elsewhere too. Um, you can email us, beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Tell us how much we suck there. We'll be back next Sunday. If it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not me the press. It's Beauty and the Beta. Have a good night. Bye, guys.